What's going on? Welcome to Fire for Effect Live 22 March 2023. Um, we're back two weeks in a row. I know, it's a miracle. Um, we're going to talk about food tonight. Why? I haven't eaten in a week. Put my dog down nine days ago, as, as everybody knows. This is not a sad story. Got his ashes back tonight. Then we had St. Patrick's Day, and I'll get into this with the boys here in a second, but I don't do well eating hungover. I'm not that guy that runs out to McDonald's. Also, we recently finished the uh, Fire for Effect, the Flying Kitchen episode two, which was live um, on location at Namaste India Restaurant in uh, in North Edmonton. And if you want to check that out, go to my YouTube channel and check it out. It's not a cinematic masterpiece by any stretch, but the story is funny. It's a short one. It's like 12 minutes. And uh, yeah, check it out. Let's bring the boys in and we'll get into her here. Mr. Bryce Hooper, Mr. Morgan Warren, and our special guest from the Lynn's Report and host of the upcoming Get Sauced podcast that I'm very excited to get into tonight, Mr. Ryan Lindley. What's going on, gents? Much, pal. How are you? Ryan's on his seventh podcast of the day. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at my fucking phone, Ryan's on YouTube. I'm like, don't you have a job, man? <laughs> Actually, it's funny you bring that up. Go I on. am officially unemployed as of today. Again? For now, yeah. Okay. Is Which that is by okay. design? Yeah, it's by design. It's okay. All right. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's a good feeling. So you got time to do all this shit. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to somebody? Yeah, I'm unemployed again. I'm like, ah, yeah. I, I, I During the exit meeting today, I actually asked them, should I flip the table to make it like official? Like like I was mad. <laughs> leave, can you guys escort me to the car or something? Somebody call security for me. Yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we at least do this like ceremoniously? <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was fun. So you're good, though? You're happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, happy everything's good. Great. I can't, I can't, um, and I think most of the guys on this show can attest to this. We can't fucking work where we're not happy anymore. Look at all the people that are jumping in now that we've got multiple fees. It's a fucking technological. So what happens when you bring the guy from the network on, right? Bring the network guy on that knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk food. I'm in. I know you're in. It's a bridge thing. It's a bridge thing between trying to get the flying kitchen back up and running, and because uh, I, I did like one and then parked it for like eight months. Yeah. And and then getting re-inspired by what you got coming up. So I, I actually want to lead with that, Ryan. And then we'll get into what army guys eat in the field, on the base, at home. And we'll just we'll just talk food. Sure. So let's jump in. It's, it's a big secret, I know. And uh, everybody that's watching this probably or, or already knows already that Ryan's got a new project coming up. It's called Getting Sauced with Ryan Lindley. And your your kind of like openers next is the April 1st, 2nd weekend with with a some kind of food truck thing. Yeah, it, April 1st and 2nd in uh Toronto, uh the famous cheese boutique um at 45 Ripley Avenue. We're taking over their food truck. So they they did a thing, they started doing it during COVID, where they bought a food truck to go to events and do things on the street. Um, COVID kind like it was right at just before COVID hit. And then they realized that, uh, they, they also act as like a grocery store in their neighborhood. So why not do something, 
um, people can't go out to the restaurants. They can't go have their favorite dishes. And Toronto is like a food mecca in Ontario, right? Like it's just, it's in. It's, yeah. I mean, I fucking hate Toronto as somebody from Edmonton. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm from Hamilton and I hate them too, but. There you go. But the, the food scene is unprecedented. In, second in, to none. In, in this in this country it's yep. really unbelievable so that's 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 wicked man well i've always said about about toronto food like the toronto food scene is like in hamilton it's like it's 2 a.m uh what the fuck are we gonna eat whereas in toronto it's uh it's 2 a.m what do you fucking want to eat yeah where and, do we where know, are we yeah, gonna go we're, we're, yeah we have too many right? options right so yeah everything's what, just around the corner yeah. 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 it's not triple a don't air or pizza it's fun. exactly so what what they did was they um they opened their food truck up for takeovers every weekend to local restaurants, to local chefs, to people that were working and said, Hey, here's the truck, take it, promote it and do your thing. And people will come and eat your food out of the truck. Right. So, and sure enough, it exploded. Like they, like you should see this place on like a good weather weekend. It's madness on Ripley Avenue. And it's a really unique situation in Toronto that they have. They have the whole street, technically uh which is very unheard of in toronto imagine the real estate value right but they've been there for years and years so they have the room to make it almost like a festival marketplace atmosphere does it do they block it off like i know they do that on st Catharines in montreal they don't need to okay you do you'll end up doing that when you're there you know like people you you can't it, it geographically speaking in that part of the city if you actually like street view ripley avenue if you've never been street view it it's the one of the most unique neighborhoods in toronto it's a very it's just close to lakeshore it's really it's curvy it's got a hill you know like it's one of those you couldn't go speeding through that place if you tried so street traffic is easy to 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 handle so april 1st and 2nd we at crier media are taking it over uh it's the launch of the getting sauce podcast so it's kind of going under my banner, along with Cryer Media, doing all of the uh, all of the, the 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 you know we're gonna we're gonna start the the show that way as well. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a, a, a podcast kind of in the style and in the spirit of Anthony Bourdain, where you could turn. I used to love that you could turn Anthony Bourdain's show. It didn't matter which one it was, you could turn it on, close your eyes. And you could smell the food. You could taste the food. The way he wove that yeah. story was my, that's that's my wheelhouse. I love to write, right? And I like to do content. And I also like to cook. So I'm like, shit, this is my, this is my jam. This is what I should be doing. Fuck chasing COVID stories and political bullshit. I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of politics. Not that we don't need that for those of you from Cryer watching. <laughs> yeah, you guys do your thing. Hey. You know, your fill your thing, fill man. your boots, kids. I don't yeah. care. I do just the fuck am, you want. Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore, and because I I I, I, I I just I, you get burnt out. Like I've done three years of straight, divisive, vitriol politics protests. Fuck, it's 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 grating on you, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna. I love doing what I do. I don't want to hate doing what I do. So. Back to food. Back to basics. Let's get cooking again. Let's. I was doing this before COVID hit. I had uh, ambassadorships with Weber. I had ambassadorships with Oklahoma Joe Smokers. Uniflame was a sponsor, and it all went away because of COVID. I can get it back. Let's get it back. Let's let's do it now with the backing of this network. Right. So that's what we're gonna do. So what's the um, 
and I'm happy for you. I really am to, to be able to chase what you do and, and get joy from it versus yeah. getting caught in that cycle where you're, you're, and I know Ray, Ray Routes watching this and, and he, if you don't, if you haven't seen Ray's shit, you should check it out. Cause it's fucking captivating. Yeah. Not just his sports stuff, all the job skills stuff that he does. It's really good stuff. Yeah. He's a fantastic. He's doing, he did the same thing. He, he wasn't necessarily, he didn't hate the direction he was going in, but to draw a parallel, he wanted to do something he loved, and it's like you're doing the same thing. I want to go back to something I love that I'm motivated and enjoy doing. And, and I, I had the same kind of day doing fast edits to get this that thing out. I'm like, okay, fuck, I'm, I'm pumped again. I want to do this stuff. And I was, I was kind of amped about doing this and having you on tonight to talk something near and dear to my heart, which is food. So I'm really happy for you, buddy, that you're you're getting this going. So let's let's get into the premise and and kind of what the formula for this pod's going to look like and how how, how you're going to start it with with the we'll call it the grand opening or premiere or whatever at, at at this food truck at the Cheese Boutique. And if you haven't seen the episode Ryan did down at the Cheese Boutique, you can get it on the Cryer Media YouTube page. Yeah, um, it's it's a fucking amazing place and. I was hoping to be coming out there for that weekend. I can't see it happening right now. Ah, shit. Don't know we yet. Hoping. Okay. Don't know yet. I got to look into flights. The flights I picked were like, oh, that leaves at midnight and gets in there at 6 a.m. I'm not so sure about that, but I'm going to look into it. I still want to do it. I still want to bring all my gear. We'd up. love to have you. And uh, yeah, um, having having somebody with your caliber to to shoot it would be a lot of fun. For the premier, anyway. Well, um, the lessons learned, I will apply from the Niagara thing. But anyway, <laughs> all that shit aside, we'll work that out offline. Tell me, yeah, tell for me sure. what your approach is going to be to getting sauced, like what you want to do that weekend, and, and what you want to do for your follow-on uh, episodes. So I'm no, I'm no chef, and I, I'm very clear on that. When I when I tell people, stop isoing me, please. I fucking I get so uncomfortable when I'm isoed like this, and he leaves it there anyway. I hate. Um, I hate, cook, though. I hate saying that uh, I hate the word chef when somebody like they were, they were promoing this. I'm like, please stop calling me a chef. Cause I'm not a chef. Um, so what I did was I wrangled my brother-in-law, Chris, who is an actual red seal chef and I'm bringing him for clout and he's going to help direct the actual food portion of this because there's food and there's content, right? So the food itself is going to be great. I want to, uh, this is just pretty much like a, a, a promotional, let's let's kick this podcast off, but the actual show itself is going to be me uh, showing up at your place, be it a restaurant, be it a butcher shop, be it a food processing plant, and I want your story. I want you to tell me, I want you to take me through exactly what you, what you do. So I put a, a call for action out on Instagram not that long ago, maybe like a four or five days ago yeah. as I started, because rebranding is a real pain in the ass when you're doing this on your own and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of rebranding and trying to get everything set up. And I thought I'm going to put a thing out saying, you know, attention Ontario restaurants. We're doing this show. Um, if you're interested, hit me up. And I thought, you know, I might get a couple because a couple of restaurants of people that I actually know and, and bakeries and stuff that are friends of mine are on there. And I just figure I'll, 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 I'll test the waters that way. My inbox was full the next day from smoke houses to a place in St. Lawrence market in Toronto, which is one of the most historic places in, in, in the country when it comes to a marketplace and it's a butcher shop that's, that's been around for a thousand years, you know, like it's one of those, 
everybody's excited for the idea because it's a gap that we don't have in this country. When people watch, like you sit and you watch No Reservations or you watch um, Parts Unknown, you get excited when you saw Bourdain show up in Canada somewhere. Yeah. He went to Montreal or he went to Toronto and he did those. We only had that. What the hell was that show called? The Layover? No, no, no. It was, it was a Canadian show. Oh. It was some goofy guy with glasses and he ran around and he tried to emulate Guy Fieri or, or. Yeah. Um, I know it, like the, yeah, like the diners, drive-ins and dives, it was a yeah. triple D Canadian knockoff. I'm gapping. I can't remember the, you know, the name of it. It was, eh, okay. You got to eat here. You got to eat here. Yeah. Getting on the show. It, no, great show. But it was, that was more of a, a lighthearted, uh, quick in and out, you know, like, like a smash and grab kind of format. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of want to get deeper, right? I is want to that- slow it down. I want it, I want you to take me through a process. Why is your restaurant famous? Why? What is it that people come here for? I want to, uh, and I want the cinematography of it. I want those long shots. I want those beautiful bouquet backgrounds with voiceover, like some witty voiceover and banter talking about what's going on in the restaurant. And then I want to talk about the story of the people that are behind it, including the food, the food will be a big part of it. Don't get me wrong, but I want the story behind where do you get your balls, putting it all on the line, opening up your door saying, please come support me and pay my bills. You know, like I want to know that story and because I don't have the balls to do it. So, mm-hmm. so very Bourdain esque. <laughs> very. I, yeah. And, and, and I, there's nothing. How could you not want to fucking emulate what the late, great anthony bourdain did i still on my on my my uh free tv um <laughs> which i love by the way i have too I now it still works thanks to you <laughs> there's still you can still watch no reservations the layover they, they show up on the cooking channel and even though i've seen it a hundred times i feel like i'm learning something new every time i've seen i watch an episode even if I've, I've seen it two you know a couple times yep so I get your drive to want to capture that and slow it down and not hit five things in one pod. Focus on one, get the whole story, the community around it, and 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 the the whole story from start to finish. How did you yep. get here? All that stuff. I think it's that's I envy your your what you're doing. Unfortunately, I don't think I have enough. Well, maybe. I wish we okay. weren't in. The, I wish we were in the same province because yeah. this is something I would totally. Because you have the same passion for food I do. I do. You have the same, actually, if not more, passion for content creation than I do. It would have been a great match, you know. Like, and, and it's just a, a matter of of the the kilometers in between, which kind of sucks. But who knows? Maybe one day, if this thing kicks off and takes off, we can uh, we can have a budget to to, to build some, a, a traveling road show budget. of idiots. We just need some sponsors, right? <laughs> That's right. I, I don't I don't show my pill on screen anymore until they fucking sponsor me. So it's in a graph. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's the story. That's that's what's going on. So, but for now, April first and second, forty five Ripley Avenue in Toronto. Make it down there. Uh, we're gonna feed you. We've got um, a Toronto staple, which is uh, a pea meal bacon slider, which is we call it the Hogtown slider, with a maple horseradish mustard sauce on a. Um, Cheese Boutique has their own bakery, which is really cool. So they're going to make Kaiser's for us that morning and brioche buns for the burgers. We're doing the diner burger that I posted on. on yeah, prior saw that. Um, then, uh, Ashley's got um, these. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them or Canadian staple called butter tarts. She's I making. Might, we fucking might have heard of them. <laughs> she's got <laughs> this amazing recipe 
for maple pecan butter tarts when and the 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 shells the pastry shells are they're razor thin rather than those big bulky ones where you don't get all like the filling gets kind of drowned out in the in the bread but they hold up they're not like crumbly it's like she's a master she's an absolute pastry master so she's gonna have those there as well and uh yeah we're gonna have like just like a triple cook garlic parmesan fried on the side if you want so you have so, the you have the menu lined up have you got a yeah. chance to look at some in the in the military we call it recce reconnaissance check out the food truck see what's in it are you equipped to cook all the things you want to do that day oh yeah yeah we have everything yeah we've, we oh, went yeah, okay. down we were there on sunday actually we went down to go scope the truck out i was there with my brother-in-law and with ashley and dean yeah um we went and we met with afrim pristine who is the youngest by the way this is like another like the, the coolest part about coming there is not coming for the event i swear to god if you've never been the coolest part for you coming is that place the cheese boutique is the fucking coolest place on the, on the planet if you're a food guy oh man watch that video yeah watch, watch our video. show when dean and i we, dean and i did a, a a good uh first already in there and it was incredible and so afram was there and afram is the youngest it's called a maitre fromager which is a cheese master it's an actual thing in in the world he is also the only one i believe in canada right now and um they have over like even from canada there's over 400 canadian cheeses in the store um i can't remember if i think it's like 1200 in total cheeses um 12,000 items in their grocery it's insane the shit they do they have a fresh butcher shop where their beef is no there's not a piece of beef in there that they will sell that is under 40 days dry aged. Um, it's, it, it, it's incredible. Like the place is phenomenal. So yeah, come, come, just come for that alone. I don't care if you buy a burger or not, just come down and check out the store. It's insane. I can't hear Chris. Chris, I think you're muted, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to make for great. Yeah, later. great video there. Um, Maybe I don't want you there for the, the first time. I saw the video, uh, as I said to you, I thought it was like five different locations, and you're like, "No, this is all the same place." Yeah, it's the same it, place, it, but it's all and they have different buildings. Like they even yeah. have a fishmonger there, it's, it's, which is it's unbelievable. Across the road, they they've partnered with a, a company called Hooked. Oh. Um. And it's, they're going to, actually, that's another thing we find out. Um, they possibly might be setting up an oyster table at the event so you can have like an oyster tasting. See, I'll, I'll eat the flight now. You got to stop. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I'll you sold me. Just, yeah. just book me, Kay. Can I stay yeah. on somebody's couch, please? <laughs> yeah, we got lots of room here, man. <laughs> I'm the cheese guy. I watched that content the other day, man. That that cheese boutique is absolutely amazing. They're insane, and, and, and oh. dude, the flavor, like the smell. You walk in, it's like old European market vibe. It's yeah. the people are, and and you say this, every single person in there is happy to be there. Like everybody that's working there is a happy employee it's a family vibe. Like everybody is so nice and how like when you, we were there, we got there at 10. We could have had everything wrapped in an hour that we needed to do. We still, we didn't leave until two 30. Well, why be- would you? Yeah. Why because would you leave? You don't Just want to Yeah, around that kind of knowledge alone. Yeah. Roll tape and then go family. to your shopping, pick up all your, all your stuff. Cause it sounds yeah. like one stop shop. If you want to do a wicked meal, you know, that, that night, 
you could get all the nice high-end food, your produce, your dairy, your meats, everything you needed right there. And then boom. And it's not priced out of this world either. That's the, that's the one thing that. Yeah. Because when you say boutique, that means dollar signs to most people. Yeah. And it's not. And that's the funny part because you walk in and you're like, oh, this is just like going to a farmer's market. And it really is, but it's all quality shit. Like everything in that store has been pain. Somebody has painstakingly looked at, like I I was having a a chat with one of the actual uh, guys from management there, Alex, the one that's, that's actually helping us set everything up and has, he's been, he's been our conduit the entire time. And he was telling us a story. I'm not going to bring up any names because it's it's kind of you know I, I would feel bad. It was a, a product that they were carrying that they no longer were going to carry, and they had to actually like console the guy when they told him because he was so sad and upset that they were no longer going to carry. And it was just a business decision. It had nothing. It was nothing personal or anything. It was just a business decision. They had to they had to hug the guy when they because he was so mad and well, not, like upset that he was leaving his brand was leaving the cheese boutique that's the kind of place like people are clamoring to get their stuff into right so being there is a super privilege for us um they've been sure. great friends for, for your network. for your first for your launch for lack of a better term well i guess yeah. that's what it's called to launch your pod yeah and because obviously you want to make an impact in the community in, in the gta to to catapult you or springboard you further to do other work yeah ashley makes a good point too and i'm not saying they don't have high-end stuff there was a bottle of balsamic vinegar that is maybe 75 milliliters big that was 2500 bucks and they have an entire shelf full of it so i don't wow what's the security like in that fucking building it's dude the best part that's as soon as you walk in the front door it's right at the door like i was like Why aren't there dogs here? Why is this not behind glass? And it's just so it's sitting a, on a shelf. You can just grab it and go. And sure. Then, yeah, and as no soon big. as the uh, Leafs get knocked out in the first round, all those guys will be down there buying <laughs> shit for their barbecue. <laughs> that's, that's it. Well, they got to get ready. They're going to have that the, in. I had to get that in. They'll have the hand up because they'll have time to to get ready, right? They got all spring to to prep their uh, prep their cooking game. It's right. going to be so great. You, so basically, they provide a scale of uh, from your 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 average basic affordable shit all the way to high end and somewhere somewhere in between if you're looking for something specific yeah everything there's a and and, and like i say from from your everyday cheeses and and whatever their deli counter is huge and it's full of really good artisan meats and cheese like obviously cheese but just off to the side is the actual they have a cheese it's called the vault and you can go into the cheese vault and you can actually see where there's over a million dollars of cheese in this vault that is not very big. So like, this is just high quality stuff. Ben Affleck has an entire 900 pound, um, tube. I, I don't even know how to call what you'd call it. I, I, like a chub, you know, like a chub, like a, you get a chub of cheese, but 900 pounds. It's, it's suspended from the ceiling. Well, I know what a chub is, but, but this is, this is anyway. over t- like 10 feet tall yeah. and about like two feet around. It's it's in the show if you watch. Um, uh, yeah, the actual, he keeps we, his cheese there. It's, it's like a yeah, for people's cheese because it's got to um, it's got to age for fifteen years for it to be proper, and it's been there for seven. And yeah, there's other people's cheese in there. Um, there's like a lot if, of lot, lot of J-Lo, leaks have their shit. 
get divorced, does she get like half his cheese? Half the cheese. That's what I was wondering. That's actually we asked. Did you the ask question. that question? Because it yeah, feels was, like she well, would. and they can't answer because they don't know their of their prenup agreement. Okay. But yeah, I guess it's a prenup. You you don't get any of my fucking you cheese. You can have slice that cheese in half. They got professionals looking after all that. You know, <laughs> don't well. that. She's pre-ordered, pre-designed. Or maybe yeah. she doesn't know he's got that. He's got that sh- cheese hidden away in Canada, so she can't. <laughs> There's a uh, and the, the, the coolest. There's a wheel of something. They they won't tell you what, but there is a wheel of, and I guess it's because of who she is now, um, but there's a wheel of a certain type of cheese somewhere in the vault, and it's the only people that know whose it is would be like Afram and his dad probably, but it's Meghan Markle's, the um, uh, Prince Harry's wife, right? So, oh, wow. Yeah, they, they actually have one, because she's from Toronto, right? So I guess it was there before all that happened, and it's still there now. So, yeah, it's it's like the, the stories behind if this place are insane. If you don't do a prenup, you do what we do in our in our world, okay? And, and Morgan, you know what I mean. It's like motorcycles. Before you get divorced, <laughs> sign all your cheese over to your buddy. Yeah. Get all that cheese in your buddy's name. That bitch <laughs> is gonna take your fucking cheese, man. Find your yeah. bikes over to your ex- to your buddies. Your 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 soon to be ex wife doesn't take your shit. Sign that. All right, I've, I've I've taken I've taken half an hour of your show. Keep it's okay. Keep, so keep rolling. April first and second, we'll see you down April there, forty five Ripley 2nd. Avenue. So you're gonna you're gonna be cooking down to that food truck. Yeah, and then so the plan forward for every. Pod, are you going to try to do this weekly, monthly? Or oh like God, uh, there's no, there's no. You can't even put a frequency on. You it. can't just because of the the idea behind it. There's a lot of production that's going to go production. into it. Production, like we're going to be going up north. Guy. Yeah, we're going to be going up north. We're going to be going like we've got. I've got a real estate agent, um, uh, a friend of mine that's on uh, Instagram that sent me a list saying I've got contacts in all these restaurants, and these are all like staples that have been around for decades up in like the Muskoka's and the Halliburton's. Yeah. So the scene, you just imagine the scenery. Like I'm already seeing the show in my head that I want to produce. So I like, I'm so stoked to be up doing this, this, this year. That's it's going to awesome. be so much fun. That is awesome. The get sauce podcast with Ryan Lindley. Um, day, well, not debuting being live on location. Yeah. First and second April till, till it's sold out. And I'll put all the details down below. Not that everybody watching or listening doesn't know that because it's the same group. But we'll, we'll put all that stuff in the uh, in the details uh, in the YouTube page and, and on all our socials. And, yeah. So do you want to stick around or you got to go? Yeah. No, I'll stick around as, as long as I can. Okay, we're going to do a uh, – let me tell you hear about, about the MREs. Well, we're going to get to that. I want to tell you about the the, uh, the live on location at Namaste India. Yeah. The road. So JT, who's normally part of this uh, – part of my show and dave you met dave these guys love fucking hot food and they will take any challenge you throw in front of them when it comes to spicy food now i don't know what everybody else's level is for for spice mine is not so good (laughs) morgan how's yours can you how can you handle the heat no, I mean, I like a bit of spice. I like a bit of heat, but I'm more of a flavor guy than, you know, just start crying and snot coming out of my nose guy. Like, that's, not, that's, not, that's not enjoyable for me. I, but I, I do enjoy yeah. a bit of heat, like, in you know, in, in, you know, in, in the proper way, right? But, yeah. Sure. Like, Frank's red, and maybe a little bit higher. And, and there's a couple other guys, another friend of mine, Corey, he can handle the heat. I bought a bottle of this Carolina Reaper pepper sauce at the farmer's market. And they were just dumping it on crackers and smashing it to see how much they could take. But anyways, 
JT and Dave have been talking about since this restaurant opened up, and it's just in this little strip mall. And I got to tell you, some of the best food I've ever eaten, and we'll, we'll kind of get into this in a bit, have been in these shitty little hole-in-the-wall fucking places where it, it doesn't look glamorous, high-end, exotic. It doesn't have that look to it. And it is off the chain. So we've been going there kind of once a week for the last few months. And JT and Dave wanted to do a Vindaloo challenge. Now, I'll explain Vindaloo in the video. I'm not going to get into it here. But it's it's considered one of the spiciest curries. So we went in. I rolled the whole video on, on how it progresses. And then I decided in my infinite fucking wisdom to try something. And I'm going to I'll show you how it turned out for me. So you enjoy this. Okay, I'm actually going to try this out. I'm going to regret this because, like I told you guys before, I'm pretty lightweight on it. So. Did you want a piece of beef or you just want to try no, something? No, I'm just going to try a little try spritz of this. So here we go. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's not going to hit you right away, but it's going to creep. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. <coughs> Holy yeah. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh. yeah. Uh. yeah. So this is nuclear. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. So <laughs> that's my guy. That's my guy. That went well. Um, to be fair, it does come down. That's my guy. That went well. Um, to be fair, it does come down. What is going on with my computer? I'm echoing. What's going on? Uh, there? Now we're all right now. Yeah, um, it, it did. The heat did come down. Okay. But, man, I gotta tell you. And then if you watch the yeah, whole, um, somebody's echoing. That's weird. Buddy got... comes out later in the video, and I said, "Okay, you guys were laughing at these white guys that are eating this stuff out there because nobody's gonna eat this shit." But the next time we go, he's gonna use their own stuff. Whatever. Watch the watch watch the fucking pod and and see the whole story. So that went well. Um, I, I'm with you on the, on the flavor. Like uh, like you guys, when you say you like the heat, but it has to have flavor. If it's just heat and it's offensive, like who the fuck wants it? Like, and we that. talked about that because it's like I've been to these suicide wing challenges where it just completely numbs your face. There's no flavor. It's just boom. Your lips are burnt. Yeah. That has got flavorful heat that builds. It takes a, you know, in a, a minute and then you're there and then it, it comes back down. And I didn't have milk or yogurt or anything, ice cream in the background. It did come back down. <laughs> I fucking wish I did. I won't lie. No shit. Um, there's no way I could have ate as much as they did. If you watch it, you'll see what I mean. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I think, I think what we should do here, we haven't done this in a while, is this segment's called ask an army guy and since we got ryan on who's a food guy you can ask us anything you want about military food albeit on base in the field or where we've okay. been on uh, leave like exotic places in, in the in the whatever you want i've Go actually ahead. it's funny i'm glad that i'm glad i get the opportunity because You're i've had i've had this thought where you know you always have the thought oh, if i get stuck like if, if i was ever lost in the woods what the hell am I going to do with a squirrel or a rabbit um, without, you know, 
slow slow roasting it and getting a you know some sort of a a, a, a reduction happening. You know, how am I going to? So what I want to know is when you're stuck, and I know I know ba- the, the, on bases they, they usually they they kind of kit you guys out well with with certain things depending on the how long you're there and how long they're planning on being there. Like there might be some some more options for you guys on that. But when it comes to like when you're actually out in a theater on your own, you're you're packing your 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 meals for weeks on end. What was your favorite one? Like, what was the one thing you're like, this all kind of sucks, but this one's not bad? Well, that's a great question. I'm going to let the sniper start. Uh, I don't know. I'm not that particular. I mean, they were all equally shitty. You, you don't remember the good ones. You remember the ones that were, like, terrible. Like, <laughs> ham, like ham steak and mushroom sauce. Fucking garbage. Like, I, it did, I, I was never, ever hungry enough to eat it. That's how <laughs> shitty it was. Like, when you're packing, like, like, you, I'm you, not you, dying you, yet. Like no, like or you you got like seventy two hours worth of rations, so you got nine rations, and you're like, oh well, guess I got eight now, you know, and you <laughs> chuck it. You would it, it wasn't even worth carrying because you're like, I will not need those calories. Fuck it. Like, All right. So the, like the, the rations, the, some people think that like as Canadians, we've got our Canadian rations, and Americans have their MREs, and the French and the British and everybody have I'm their own shit. Is that? I said so I'm not talking. I don't oh, know okay. why I'm so. Yeah, but... yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, um, and a lot of Canadian soldiers were like, oh, the American MREs are so much better than the Canadian ones. And it's, it's not so much that the American ones are better than the Canadian ones. It's just, you know, variety is the spice of life. And if you're used to eating the same, like, 20, you know, meal packs, and then an American comes along and says, hey, do you want to trade? You know, it's a godsend because you've been eating all the same shit for the last six months. So if somebody gives you something different, you're like, oh, this is amazing. So, you know, uh, I, I didn't think the American ones were particularly better than yeah. the ones or vice versa. The only thing I will say about the American ones that are better is their packaging. Their packaging was much better. Well, they, they, they're more fortified, too. Away, there was less garbage, less trash. So nice. that's a great question. They, we'll they also had hot sauce. They did. Yeah, you got a little bottle of Louisiana yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. Oh, right. Or Tabasco yeah. sometimes, yeah. yeah. So nice. yeah. I've eaten for worth of stuff and i'll tell you the fucking best and the worst i still think the american mres are the best they had a jambalaya that is the best mre meal ready to eat american stuff that on my side american stuff I, no. they, were, they might be called mexican mres because it seemed like it was just all Tex-Mex shit like <laughs> fine i was happy with that because i'll tell you what this is probably before everybody's time we had some really interesting ones, man. When I first joined the army in the eighties, late eighties, and it was mac and cheese, which you think sounds good, and the Canadian one is called IMPs, individual meal packets. Oh, okay. Well, we called them improvised meal packets, <laughs> and it was fucking mac and cheese, but there was peas in it, and it was just this glob of shit after you heated it up, boil in a bag stuff, right? And they're they're fucking expensive, you know. They're like forty bucks a piece. Yeah. And the second one we called it lung in a bag. It was the ham omelet. Yeah. And it came. No, I, it was I called the, the lung <laughs> man. You guys yeah. know what I mean with the oh, lung. Yeah. It was so, so good. A little bit of Tabasco sauce. And you dump oh, it right. out, and it looked like uh, a fucking lung, and it was the most disgusting shit ever made. And you got this weird fake bread. There'd be a pack of chiclets, 
and we play we play a game called chicklets because inside this little two pack of chicklets, like you used to get at Halloween, there's a number on it, and whoever had the highest number would get everybody else's chicklets. <laughs> and That's then cool. Some strawberry cake, pound cake dessert. Like it was just fucking. It's like Morgan said. Like how hungry am I? This Did sounds like it? some. This sounds like something that would have gone over well on like the uh, uh, that Alton Brown um, food show, the 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 chef show where you had to like the the cutthroat kitchen or whatever oh, it's called. Cutthroat kitchen where he gives you some shit. Yeah, you, you got to make something good out of it. I would totally like to see that with these. So it, when I I ran a, a gun detachment long before I was in bomb disposal and and we would do that we would take i'd take all the imps and we would find a guy who could cook and i wasn't a good cook back then this is before i got into cooking and it was like hey you need to take all this plus whatever we brought with us because we'd have like a box of spices and and stuff to try to fucking take that and turn it into something good and i'd say it's about 50 50 as to whether that worked or not okay um yeah but what about you bryce did you have any uh memories special memories of uh of anything horrible? oh man i was a trucker so i if i if there was a if there wasn't a place that had fresh rats yes there was <laughs> there was stuff to be eaten but i most of the vehicles that i had had a fridge in it to be honest so there was always extra pop tarts and uh muffins and red bulls and stuff like that to get you through yeah, uh, and, if, and if the camp didn't have decent food, it, you just hit the salad bar and grab some fruit because there was always something like that around. So, fuck you, Bryce. There was nothing really that I'm. Mean, yeah, fuck yeah, you, I Ryan. know. Sorry, <laughs> I picked. I, I had knee surgery when I was 16, so I couldn't be a combat arm. So I had to be a trucker. Uh, so I could be in and out from those fobs, and then just bring everything needed to the front lines and then go back right to where he, I need. He took all the good shit and okay, we're keeping this. <laughs> yeah. You guys take the rest. No, I never, that, that was one thing. But, the supply techs before I got those loads were the, were the guys. That's true. There, there's a, there's a fill. It's like the mafia, man. Everybody takes their cut. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys down in the trenches get what's left over, but all the good shit's gone. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> I was that fucking guy. As much <laughs> in the trench. <laughs> in the line. I got as nothing. We can bitch about these rations. There was a time I was sent out to a Hungarian provincial reconstruction team in but fuck northern Afghanistan nowhere. And these guys in the camp only ate one fresh meal a day. Right? And it was like right out of a movie. Plop a plate of gruel, plop some cabbage, something that's looked like represented gray colored gravy. And that wasn't the worst part. So their ration packs were a big box for the day. And it was like these big tins of congealed stuff, meat, like pate or something. And this, and this, these crackers. It sounds like cat food, dude. It's not pate, it does. And, and I went, I said, so you get three of these a day. They're like, no. This is what we get for the whole fucking day. I'm going, holy shit, man. It, it was fucking, and it tasted like I couldn't, nothing. Literal like salt. dog food. Like That's salt. Crazy. It tastes like that. It was, I wouldn't give my dogs that shit. What they have on the base for you guys um, over there? Do they have anything? Anything? It was themed. Every every night had a different theme, dude. So it was either seafood, steak. It could be a different protein, shrimp. Depending on what patrol base or, or what 
like if you were in the hard air force base in CAF, you had several options. You could go to the British camp. You could go to one of three American camp, uh, kitchens or there was two or three Canadian ones, or you could go down to the boardwalk and get Burger King, Subway, Tim Hortons, uh, or depending if you were, if you were out, um, and most of the guys that were truckers were on the road 20, 24 hours a day. So you could hit two or three patrol bases or, or, uh, or different areas for that matter. This is great information, Bryce. I I did not know this was a fucking thing. How did that that work? may have differed for us in Afghanistan. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Some days you guys were living on hard rats. I would have dropped off, uh, supplies and ammo and whatever else to, to, to a basic patrol base. I could have been in one or two, if not three or four locations. And then if something else would have gone off, uh, as a trucker, we were also tasked to go and pick up anything that got blown up after the fact. So, and then you get back to Canada or airfield and you're like, are we having fucking lobster again? We're having ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) How did that work with those chain restaurants when the chains were, when the chains were there? Um, like who like you they had to pay C- for that yourself or yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah and they were brought in by a sea container dude um, um, america th- this is pri- primarily american driven the only thing canada had over there was tim's that's it which was a, yeah. a big a big hit right right of course yeah but america i two bases i've been to there was bagram airfield and obviously they're also in canada airfield but their main base is bagram airfield up north yeah. And they bring in Popeye's chicken. That's the first time I ever had Popeye's chicken was on the, the boardwalk in Bagram. I had to go up there and I'm like, what the fuck's this? Because the D, the defac <laughs> or the, the, the normal mess hall we would go to is closed. So I had no choice. Yeah. And they were closing and it was this large Southern woman. I said, can I get some chicken? And she's like, I got to get rid of all this shit. She gave me like a fucking garbage can lid of this fried chicken. <laughs> I'm like, I just won the lottery, man. <laughs> Where they had Burger King, Subway, they had Popeyes. Um, they brought in a TGIFs and built like a TGIFs restaurant. Wow, that was in yeah, calf, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so what do they? So is it at least discounted for you guys? No, or? no it was, no. and only American, only American dollar bills. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So everything. So, but I mean, it's an option if you get sick of the food. I'll say this before yeah. we before we go further with the chains. I will say, Hannah, my heart, that I think that Canadian cooks that have the opportunity to cook for you, whether it's a, a flying kitchen, hence the name of my uh, my other pod, if you want to call it that. It's called a field, a field kitchen. We call it a flying kitchen. Okay. Go out of their way to give us the best possible food that they can. Of course. Um, is that always possible when you're mass amounts and you have a supply chain problem of getting this and this and this and this in. I don't think that the troops understand that when they're bitching about food in, in, in the mess halls overseas, that there's often supply chain issues. But like, like Bryce alluded to in, in Kandahar airfield, the big mega base, the support base, because you had so many different countries there. You had so many options for the type of cuisine you wanted to eat. Like, wasn't there a fucking Thai Asian themed one there? Yeah, I think it was by the Brits or the hunk or the. I know there was. One I don't know where it was. Yeah, but I mean, but, like the, the best. There's a couple of curry shop for sure. Yeah, yeah there was Brit a couple you curry. avoided, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was all subcontracted to like co- companies like KBR. 
And I, I've been to a few small American bases where they had KBR in, and you they ate like fucking kings. There's uh, chili and soup on 24 hours a day. So if you want to go in and get chili on a bun if you're hungry, you can. Um, and our special that's really operator, the story behind the industrial machine, isn't it? Like how commercialized they could even do that part. Like how they could just make money somehow else. In, oh, it's huge, man. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. You know, if like you, they, if you're in like logistics, every what's that? Sorry. Anything in war. If you if you could offer any kind of support logistically, man, the government will soak it yeah. up. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with what I'll agree with what Chris said, though. Janie owns everything. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll, and I'll agree with what you said, Chris. Like, despite like, yeah, if you were in, in Canada or airfield or in Bagram, like you had a lot of selection. I, I found the food to be uh, still mediocre. Uh, but I found when you get out to some small, like in, in Kandahar province, if you were out in like uh, places like smaller places like Spurwangar or Fob Wilson, and yeah. it was just Canadian cooks, I found we the quality of food out there was better. Uh, there were just, I, I guess, the, the preparation that went into it, because you probably have like, you know, half a dozen cooks and it was a small area. So like you knew the cooks, they knew you. So they actually took pride in what they were doing because they knew like you, you, you were just a firefight. You had the shittiest day of your life. And these cooks are like, you know, they understood like the effect that they had on morale and and the importance of their job. Huge, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like Navy all all trades, Navy cooks are yep. amazing because they're stuck on that boat and they'll get thrown overboard if that food is shit. Yeah. Um, Army cooks know the boys are coming in for a long from a long day if they're coming in at all that week. Yep. And I found the food in, in Camp Nathan Smith in Kandahar City where I was, eighty percent exceptional there's there was yeah. nothing to complain about no to me there, re there really wasn't I'll, I'll cap my uh, i'll cap my ask an army guy with one last question and you guys can go and uh, name of my show around the horn on this as well if if you could indulge sure. me um what about actual food from the country you're in would you eat there i'll answer i'll, I'll let me let me I'm, I'm gonna take that one so uh in 08 we were we spent a lot of time i know we spent a lot of time out in uh out in panjway and and uh we were like west of of uh spur one garrison spur one garrison was a small place and we were in these small combat outposts and we'd be paired up with like a, a platoon of afghan national army these afghan national army guys would go out on the economy and they'd buy like a bag of rice some live chickens uh, a goat and like they'd slaughter the thing like right in front of you and and they buy like tomato. So I'd say the, the reddest, freshest tomatoes I ever eat was or ever ate were in uh, it was in Afghanistan. Green onions, uh, watermelons, uh, uh, all kinds of crazy shit. And these guys would cook it up, and yeah, and you'd sit around in a giant circle, and it'd all be on platters, and they'd make the bread and everything fresh, and you just eat them. Some guys were like absolutely opposed to this, and they're like, "This isn't sanitary," blah blah. blah. And I'm just like, "That's fresh food." I just yeah. watched him kill. I just watched him kill that chicken, slaughter that goat. I was like, and, we're, yes. and it tastes fabulous. And uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was excellent. I never ever had any. And then in 2012, when I was in uh, like way up north of Mazari Sharif, so like about 100 miles south of Uzbekistan, uh, same the place. Like the Afghans would invite us out to like to eat their local food, and every opportunity I had, I took advantage of it. And I haven't got a single complaint. I never ever That's got awesome. sick nothing like that and it was absolutely amazing that is awesome like that's that's my dream as 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 a, a guy that is is a is a pussy ass coward um and just likes to cook food 
my dream would be the, just the the the, sh- the cooks tour of of the places that it's, you have, you guys have gone to, and it's just oh, the it's incredible. That's that's awesome. Good to hear. To, really, to, yeah. to echo Morgan's comments, um, I did the same same thing on both tours in Afghanistan. Every yeah. opportunity, which we were not allowed to do, by the way, no the preventative PMED or preventative medicine technician. There's this big, you're not allowed to eat the local food. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> and we ate the local food. I had Mazari Sharif was about actually the first place I had um, kebabs and they were great. And I, I ate in Kabul. I ate in Kandahar city um, on both those tours. Bosnia, same thing. Well, Bosnia was different because like, I had to eat on the economy because of my job and they give me allowance. I rarely saw a Canadian or, or a NATO kitchen. So they gave us an allowance because of what we were doing at that time. Right. And obviously Cyprus. So yeah, every opportunity I got, I would take it. The funniest one was we'd rolled out in Afghanistan early, early in the morning before the kitchen was open. So we have our standard shitty ass rations in our truck or bags of jerky and peanuts. And I'd rolled up and there was a, it was an IED. So the first thing you do in an IED is you put in a cord and clear out the area. And this is in the city. So you have to close up all the shops. The shops at this time of the morning are just opening. And at the back near the incident control point where we were parked, which is about 300 meters from the bomb, this guy had just hung out all this fresh nan bread. And nan bread over there is about four feet long. Imagine jimmy's height but not his weight <laughs> <laughs> and you could smell it and i'm like jimmy just has like now jimmy. become a unit of measure right yeah just Everybody's like jimmy fucking starving and i'm like i we always carry cash over there right american cash and i pulled out a 20 and i said to one of the dudes on the quick reaction force go buy all of that bread this guy needs to close shop so yeah. buddy went over there, gave him 20 US and like this guy fucking, he shut down for the rest of the week. He's done for sure. So the dude comes back. I do have a picture of it somewhere with like all of this guy's nan bread. The steam's still coming off it and we're just ripping hunks off and handing it out to everybody. Oh, so, that so that's good. how you'd eat on the fly, man. It's like, Hey, what's that guy selling? Now there's flies on it. Fuck him. What's he got? Um, don't be afraid to try. I guess the yeah. moral of the story is do not be afraid wherever you guys are that are watching or listening to this thing later to, to, you don't have to go to, don't be an American and, and go to Burger King and Subway yeah. and Pizza while you're in Europe or even in like Southeast Asia, wherever, like fucking experience that food. That's the point. Well, Bryce, it, you were, you were, you were in transport, right? So you got to go to a lot of places. Did you get an opportunity to like stop off at like a roadie hut somewhere? Or like, like he said, like one of these shops, that's just on the side of the road or a, a grill. Oh, there was a, there was a couple convoys that, uh, they were just pulled to the side and they, we all got street meat of some kind. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, I know in Bosnia it was the same way. It was, it was in Croatia. It was, it was always off of local and I'd go back and eat that food in a heartbeat because it was just the freshest out there. It's so, so good when it's, when there's no process, when, the, when everything is killed in the, in the field right there, brought and hacked in and then packed out to you. Wild. cooked right there it's amazing yeah something from that farm to table freshness <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. even yeah. even across the other side of the world it's it's it always just adds that to it somebody put a comment in earlier and it's true food and music can re- could really unite the world and anthony bourdain Maybe a little said smoke. it perfectly 
at one point, and he said, barbecue may not be the answer to world peace, but it sure is a fucking start. It's a good start. (laughs) Every culture has it, right? So that's awesome. Thank you, boys. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. uh, Yeah, we got to do this again. Again, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks to Ryan Lindley again. He's April 1st and 2nd live on. Plug out everything, location, everything one more time for everybody. April 1st and 2nd at the Cheese Boutique. Or sorry, it's just Cheese Boutique. They get mad when you put the the. So Cheese Boutique, 45 Ripley Avenue in Toronto, Ontario, starting at 11 a.m. until we sell out. That won't Um, take long. It won't take long. We do have a lot. Don't get me wrong. We did put in a big order with... And by the way, all the food you're going to eat there comes from Cheese Boutique. We've ordered everything from them. Uh, So all the things I was telling you about the 40-day-age beefs and... The pea meals, all that stuff is coming from Cheese Boutique. So um, you're you're in for a treat, I promise. And and we're not there to to make a million bucks. It's not like you're coming here and getting hosed. It's going to be very, very fairly priced uh, as it is a promotional thing. So we just want to see you out there. We want you to come enjoy us, enjoy, meet some of the crier personalities. I heard uh, Marianne Iveson from uh, Let's Take This Outside will be there. Dean Lundell should be there. Uh, Ray route will be there. I believe at some point myself, my wife, uh, yeah, like it's going to be, it's going to be a big one. So be there April I 1st might be there. and Chris, hopefully from fire from fact podcast will be we're there work, as well. We're working it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys and, uh, thank you very much for having me. All right. Thanks, Ryan. We'll chat soon. Take care. guys. There you go. Ryan Lindley from get sauce podcast and uh if you like satire i would suggest you check out uh, the lens report wow that was interesting food talk we haven't done that in a while instead of talking about bombs and bullets so i appreciate that mr morgan warren mr bryce hooper i want to thank everybody who tuned in and watched today sorry i'm shitty running the board by myself um working on that too thanks for tuning in i'm going to wrap this bitch up because i need a dart and another beer so, Fire for Fact, Fire for Fact Live, brought to you by Cryer Media. Go to criermedia.co and check out all kinds of zany shit, sports, news, um, and all, all these wonderful podcasts. Also brought to you by Positive Mike's Brewing Company. You can get the gear. I can get the beer. I know me and Mike are working on a reload. I'm sure he's got a f- fresh batch, fresh brew coming up soon. Uh, check out Pro- Positive Mike on all the socials if you're looking for some cool swag. Also brought to you, the good folks at Lakeside Farmstead, owned and operated by the Nona family. I just bombed up with some fresh Wagyu cross. Um, well, actually, it's like an entire rib loin. And uh, I made, if you checked out my Instagram the other night, I made like a three-inch thick Wagyu cross ribeye to celebrate my birthday. And we had a good time. And we're also brought to you by... Not Mr. Hooperink, above your service, but I'm waiting for Bryce to send me a new fucking logo, but he hasn't. So thanks for joining in. Sorry we didn't get to all your comments. I will endeavor to do better next time. Until then, everybody have a good one, and we are out of here.